Hello, my friend. You are listening to episode number 44 of Tidepod. And today we are covering one of those topics that gets really in the details and gives you some quick and fast tips to make an impact really quickly. So what are we talking about? We are talking about remote onboarding. Yes, yes. It's been really a very interesting year. Companies and business owners that I know that historically would have preferred to onboard and orient in person, even though they run their business majority online, they don't really have a choice this year. Like everybody is onboarding and training virtually just to keep, you know, that safe distance and maintain those boundaries during this time. And it's been a very interesting phenomenon, like 60% of companies, 60%, my friend, have still hired at least one employee since the beginning of the pandemic, according to some research. So hiring and onboarding during a time such as this is not going away. Obviously, when you need help, when you need support, you need it. So we have to find really, really good ways to still build, you know, that trust and engagement and get them the information that they need really quickly, preferably without actually meeting face-to-face, at least not this go-around, right? And you know, I am always a proponent for face-to-face interactions and trainings, especially when we are forging a new working relationship. But we got to do what we got to do. So so today I'm going to share with you three tips to help you really rise to the occasion for this virtual onboarding. Are you ready for it? Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Thai Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Thai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TiePod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Alrighty, so first things first, right now, genuinely, it may really feel like a very strange time to be growing, right? But I'll let you in on a little secret. Despite everything going on in the United States and the world as a whole, There are business owners that I am working with that are still actively growing and scaling their businesses. So first of all, don't place that, you know, unnecessary judgment on yourself if you're feeling like now is the time for you to hire. Now is the time for you to bring on that support and start to really scale your business in this way. That is not a problem. Trust me, a lot of us are going through the same growing pains, even during this very weird, not normal time, right? But an interesting reality is that 
again, we're recording this in still in the context, still in the throes of many waves of COVID-19, right? So everything is very uncertain right now. There's a lot of chaos worldwide, and it's really impacting everyone's personal life as well as their business. So why does that matter? That matters because when things are uncertain and chaotic around us, it really helps to have a semblance of normalcy, a semblance of structure in other areas of our life. It makes us feel a lot more held, a lot more contained in the best way possible, right? So I want to put that on you today because if we can establish a really smooth, seamless, successful virtual onboarding process for your people, they are going to feel very taken care of in such a topsy-turvy world, okay? So with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right on into tip number one. Make it count, literally. Virtual onboarding is the last thing you honestly want to be a one and done session, right? So I'm not specifically saying like it has to be the most formal rolled out thing ever, but one video call or one phone call really doesn't cut it, okay? Onboarding should take place in bursts over a week, two weeks, three weeks. In order to really give this new team member a chance to get in new information, you know, sleep on it, come back, ask questions, get in additional information, you know what I mean? So we really want it to be a memorable experience, a super positive experience for them. One of the worst misses that we see companies making all the time is really not giving the new hire a chance to be seen, a chance to be heard, right? And that happens a lot when we try to force you know, eight hours of training and content into one day, we plop them in a room, put them in front of a computer, even if we're on the other side of the screen, and we're just talking at them, right? And that's something that's really, really difficult to avoid if you are trying to fit all of your onboarding and orientation into one single session, right? But think about it, if you can break it up a little bit, even if you can make it occur in short bursts over the course of a work week, day one, you can, you know, do an icebreaker, talk about the company, talk about the values, talk about the mission, vision, you know, I love that stuff. And then just spend time, like I said, chatting, getting to know each other. Do that icebreaker, play two truths and a lie. We did that at my intern orientation and it was the best thing ever. You know what I mean? And then day two, you can get into more job specific training. You can talk about their function, how it operates in the context of the larger organization, what their responsibilities are going to be. Day three, maybe you're diving into technology. Here are the systems that we use. Here's a tutorial. Here's a library of training videos that I really want you to spend a couple hours today watching, referring to, and then come back to me with questions, right? But no matter what, each of these days, you are teaching something, and then you're giving FaceTime, and you're giving an opportunity to get to know somebody. And if you have other team members that this person should be getting to know, build that time in as well, right? So that's why tip number one is make it count because too often we think of onboarding as just one session. And I am a huge proponent for the fact that it should be spread out little bursts with lots of opportunities just to chat. Which brings us into tip number two, which I call stress the structure, right? Here's the thing. Consistent messaging and structure are really important because like we said earlier, if you can kind of 
create a smooth and seamless onboarding process where everything is kind of outlined, even if it's a rough outline, it doesn't have to be the most formal thing in the world. It really helps people feel like they have a clear direction. They feel a lot more held and in a chaotic world like this, that feels great, right? So to stress the structure, you can do something like create the schedule of training sessions. Like we said, if you're doing more than one training session, if it's happening over a week or two weeks, put a little calendar together, set up some one-on-one meetings, develop a presentation. You know, maybe that first presentation, you want everybody on your team to attend that and or even better, a virtual happy hour. Because look, we, you know, we all love virtual happy hour, but it also is good because like I mentioned earlier, if you give your new team member an opportunity to bond and mingle with their new colleagues in a more casual setting, this is how we start to engender trust because people can't trust each other if they don't know each other. You know what I'm saying? And too often, especially in the online space, we find team members who never had an opportunity to meet one another. We have VAs on teams where there are, you know, three full-time team members and 10 contractors and the VA has never met a single one of them. That is no good for team culture. So we want to build it into the structure. Alrighty. And you know, this really has the added benefit of showing that your company has its stuff together. And I always like to bring up this point because for small businesses, the reality is we are competing with the world's super giants for top talent, right? So if you have done so good and attracted a genuine expert who really is bought into the mission and vision of your company, we want to continue to give them a smooth experience, right? It's much like, you know, getting in a new client. Half of the work of the marketing and the sales and all of that to get them interested in whatever you do is great. But once they get in the door, what is the experience like working with you? Is it easy? Is it clear? Is it seamless? These are the same types of questions we want to ask about the onboarding. Have the technology ready to go. Have the paperwork ready to go. You know what I mean? We want to strive to give off a very professional and polished aura because that's who you are, right? You start, this is not a hobby. This is a business. So even with our internal team members, again, I'm not saying it has to be super stuffy, but when things are clean, when things are clear and there is clarity, it feels a lot better to everyone involved. Alrighty, let's rock on with tip number three. Did I just say rock on? That's funny. Anywho, tip number three is don't put new hires in the corner. Y'all remember Grease? Wait, was that Grease? <gasps> no, don't put baby in the corner. Oh my gosh, you guys, what movie is that? Sorry. Okay, on in the side. <laughs> Don't put your new hires in a corner, okay? So what I mean by this is the importance of follow-up is so, so crucial in a remote setting. Here's the thing. A lot of times, you know, we get done with onboarding. We're like, yay, my team is great. They're onboarded. They're ready to go. I don't have to worry about that part anymore. Mm -mm. This is how our team members can really like slip into the abyss, especially if everything has to be fully remote because they start to um, experience a very big lack in communication. And this can be really, really dangerous for a new hire who, you know, may not be comfortable reaching out to other team members, may not be sure when it's appropriate to reach out to you if you didn't make that clear enough, you know what I mean? So that lack of communication and just like very much ignoring 
even if it's not intentional, ignoring the new team member after the orientation is a very big but very common no-no. So how do we avoid this? Super, super simple. We schedule check-ins so that we can follow up with our new team members and continue to answer their questions and provide guidance. So if this is, you know, a little bit more formal, maybe schedule a check-in at least like twice a week to make sure you're at least talking to them. Maybe for the first week, depending on the role, depending on the complexity, depending on the hours they're working, right? There's no way for me to give you the exact answer, but maybe it's going to make sense for you to do a super quick spot check-in five minutes every day just to make sure you understand how it's going. You can answer questions from the previous day, so on and so forth. But whatever makes sense for this particular role, check-in, check-in, check-in. It's going to help so, so much. One of my like favorite things to do is to open up just a free line of communication and make it clear what that line is, right? So if you are a Slack owner, right? Like you love to work in Slack as a business owner, open up a Slack, particularly for this ongoing communication, open form, ask new questions. If you just are old school and you want to text, like open up a text thread. If you're like me and you prefer to conduct work and business through email because you make sure you actually check your email, I'm not going to lie. I don't always check my text messages, right? Go ahead and let your new hire or new hires know that, hey, I'm going to open up this email thread. I know that we're going to have a lot of questions coming up naturally over the next week or two. And I want to give us just a place where you can ask me anything. It doesn't matter. I will get to it as quickly as I can to make sure you have the support you need, right? That can make a world of difference. And little quick tip, something that I found works really, really well, is that if you already have team members, or particularly if you have a team member with a related job, whether it's like directly related or at least adjacent, you know, um, let's say like a social media manager and the copywriter, right? Maybe they both work on in tandem on a lot of projects. It can be very, very helpful to almost kind of pair them up and give them like a buddy system. So, you know, if that social media manager is new, but the copywriter has been around for a while, if you have a conversation, you're like, hey, can you be available to answer some questions, show them the ropes? That often works really, really well. Obviously, if you have an OBM or something like that, that can be a natural fit. The only thing there is that if it's somebody who technically speaking is managing somebody else, sometimes the transparency in the questions that they're asking and the things that they're observing is a little bit murky, right? So one of the good things about, you know, pairing somebody up with someone who's just a peer and is not over them in any capacity, shape or form is that the questions are often a lot more honest. So just going to put that out there for you. And another fun little snippet that I would add in there when I think about how do we ensure follow up in our onboarding process is to go ahead and put in place like 30 day goals, right? So I don't know if you've heard of the 30, 60, 90 day. That is really, really crucial when it comes to onboarding. It's a book. I very highly recommend you pick it up. Just literally just Google 30, 60, 90 and you will find it. But establishing some goals from the jump is a really, really fantastic way to go ahead and hit the ground running. And like we mentioned earlier, if we're scheduling actual check-ins, it can be really, really helpful to have some goals that we're trying to hit. That way, as we check in, we have a metric to compare things to, right? So we all know about KPIs or key performance indicators and whatnot, 
But, you know, sometimes in the first 30, 60, 90 days, more bite-sized goals are a lot more realistic, right? This is the time period where someone is getting their feet wet. We're working out the kinks, you know what I'm saying? So it can be really, really helpful to have something like that in place to kind of guide the content of our check-ins. And there you have it, my friend. Those are the three hot tips. (laughs) for uh, improving your online, virtual, remote, whatever you want to call it, onboarding process. The reality is, again, in 2020, I know, thank goodness we're wrapping up and we're getting to the tail end of 2020, but it has been a crazy, crazy year. Everything going on with COVID-19 and just, you know, politics, everything has made this time just seem very chaotic. So putting together a seamless, structured process that is kind of hitting all of those targets really does help people establish a sense of calm when they think about your business. And who doesn't want their new hire to feel calm when they're starting a job? I don't know about y'all, but I remember my previous experiences and the anxiety and trying to learn everything in such a rush is huge. So if you can provide any semblance of calm here, no worries, we've got this mapped out, we're going to take our time. That's going to go a really, really long way. So just to recap, we want this to be a memorable process, more than just a one and done grueling day filled with like throwing information at somebody, right? The key here is to make sure that your new hire is informed about the things they need to know, connected with you and your other team members, and engaged in your in their job and how it fits into the larger context of the organization. So just get ready to be present, to validate, answer their questions, and provide them with the tools that they need to really spread those wings of theirs and get going on this role. It goes a really, really long way. You know, I always say like the tone is set from the top. You as the business owner, the CEO, the hirer, all of the things, you have this amazing opportunity to really get them in here and hit the ground running. So you can do it per usual. If you have any questions, I am around in those DMs, friend. So come find me on Instagram, come chat, join the party, and we will see you on the next episode of Tide Pod. Mm-hmm.